Welcome to the Peace Bridge Talk Show. Your host is Amrita Kailas, and she is going to introduce you to powerful tools from ancient wisdom and also connect with experts to show you how to implement them to lead a peaceful life. Now, here is Amrita. Hey everyone, welcome to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. I hope you all are doing well and staying safe in whichever part of the world you are. I'm so excited and delighted to be able to connect with you today. Today, we have scientist, molecular biomedicine specialist, David Ortega with us. Welcome to the episode, David. Thank you, Amrita. It's an honor to be here as your guest in the podcast. So I'm really eager to start. (laughs) That's really exciting to hear. Before we jump into a conversation on Mm -hmm. the importance of sleep and how it can help us to become more successful and peaceful in our life, could you please share with us your interesting story to becoming a scientist? Yes, of course. Well, I was um, an early riser in terms of the science. I always like, uh, well, I I ask a lot of questions as a child. I like nature. I like um, understanding how things work. And and I have parents who are both scientists, sort of same. One, my mother is a a chemist. She's a biochem, an engineer of chemical engineer and she has a master's in environmental science and my father uh, is a physician and then he did um, a specialty in psychiatry so they are both scientists I had I had a lot of books about science and and I was always passionate about that so that was like my early uh, connection with science (laughs) <laughs> That's wonderful to hear. <laughs> and um, well, I then pursued um, a, a bachelor's degree in biochemical engineering, um, which also opened up for me a very broad uh, field in terms of, as as it was an engineering degree, you also have to master things like setting up a company and knowing the the part of the economical issues and designing the the place and asking people for prices actually my one of the projects that I did when I was going to major in that uh, degree was to create a a company not by myself but with a group of other students and we created a a company that was, of course, not, was not real. It was just an exercise to do it. But you have to go through everything that you need to really set up a company. So you have to design the reactors to do. Our project was about beer, gourmet beer, making gourmet beer. So we have to design the reactors. We have to test the the calculations and all of those things. So. It was a really enlightening project in terms of the different fields that we have to manage. And 
that opened for me the mind that uh, you can always uh, switch lanes in terms of if you are not really satisfied or fulfilled by what you are doing, you can always learn something new and start applying it in, in your life. Um, and then I was um, starting to teach when I just major about that. So I taught biochemistry and molecular biology. And then I have the the need to do a, a master's degree. And I went to do my biomedicine degree. That's when I started into the field of uh, research and vaccines. And the project was about a, an HIV vaccine. My part in the project was researching about the activation of dendritic cells and how do they work in terms of the immune response. And it was also a very uh, thoughtful experience, mostly because it was not in Mexico City. It was abroad. I was in Philadelphia doing that in the UPenn. Wow. In the Wistar Institute. And then I came back to Mexico and, and I started working more or less 13 years in the pharmaceutical industry. I was uh, in the research of clinical trials uh, in pharma and in vaccines in both sides in in the top five companies uh, around the world. I won't mention names, but they are the top five. And um, then I just got, I am very curious and I don't like to do just things that are repetitive or monotonous. So I, I got a little bit, um, let, let's not say tired, but I was just uh, looking something more in terms of my purpose, in terms of feeling that I have to switch completely. So I just got out of the industry took back another job uh, as a professor and started teaching again. I did a PhD in epigenetics of obesity and I was there two years in the project. I was uh, testing some of the changes that happen when you change your uh, food style of eating, also your exercise program, you adapt, you you mainly you change your lifestyle in terms of the healthy decisions and how that affected some of the genes that regulate um, insulin, leptin, and also adiponectin that is another uh, lipokine or adipokine that, that is released by the adipocytes and that they regulate all of the... Um, metabolism in terms of using the energy and not just storing the energy and also the messages that your brain receives when you are performing exercise when you are uh, eating healthier when you are sleeping which is, is something that we are going to talk and when you don't have too much stress levels because stress is also a very damaging factor in terms of uh, creating epigenetic marks. That's that's such a deep uh, 
and very very uh, transformative journey that you shared here david so happy to hear about how the learning phase like right from your childhood you would have got exposed through your parents into this field of uh, science right and from that yeah. place of curiosity you went into this place of following your purpose or if i may say your calling and then got deeper into this field of science and um, may i know how have you brought it all together now in terms of helping people well for me it it has been always um feeling myself and feeling the evolution of my different stages in life and of course we all when we are younger we think that we can do a lot of things and get away with them in terms of not sleeping well in terms of probably having some uh, extra uh, processed food or drinking or a lot of choices that we perform when we are younger yeah and as time goes by you start noticing changes in your body of course and all, as i was also very passionate about exercise and i always competed and i always have amateur competitions in terms of swimming i always had to be ready to to train to compete and to measure my my health in terms of the endurance and the fast uh, or the 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 time that i was doing no? not not just for the sake of winning a competition but mostly uh, because i wanted to to evolve in terms of my comparison to myself no and and that led me to to start witnessing the different factors that implied to assemble a model which is what i teach to people that is the five pillars of health that's that's what i um convey to people that's what i try to to make to help them to adjust their lives to a balance of course we are not competing with anyone and we are not in a rush of losing weight or something that is just aesthetics we are more or what i try to to tell them and what i try to teach them and to navigate with them is to have uh, compassion and patience with themselves but having a, a clear direction of where do they see themselves you know? That's so beautiful David. So you said those five pillars which are essential for health is what you teach people so that they can have healthier lifestyle and I love that part that you said where even as uh, being a swimmer you said there are a lot of factors that are required to sustain that endurance and performance within a certain period of time right I really loved yeah. that you touched on that topic could you share with us those five pillars which you consider are very important for any person to give attention to in their life yes of course well for me the first pillar is nutrition and the way you eat and the second pillar is metabolism knowing how your body really works and exercise is encompassing that because i think they go hand by hand because exercise has been seen as um as something that 
is not very welcome by people because they think that they are going to be pressure or something like that. And exercising can be just taking a stroll, walking, and that can be the start of, of a journey in terms of the exercise. And exercise is not just, well, it's not to lose weight, it's more to shape your metabolism and to enhance your brain capacity because it really, really helps you to have a much clearer mind and to detoxify a lot of the things that you have been uh, consuming more now than ever with the stimuli, with the screens, with the news and noises and all of those things that we have now. And I think that exercise is a very helpful uh, tool in terms of detaching you from that space and giving yourself time to really nourish your body. And the third pillar is uh, about emotional uh, wellness or emotional resilience. And it's more understanding the, the emotions, understanding how we feel, understanding that the emotions are also going to be trans you feel an emotion but it it can be uh, translated into a chemical language in your body that is going to be reflected either in your mental health or even in your performance as as an athlete or as a person and of course it's going to impact also your sleep it's going to impact your stress it's going to impact and your creativity, your productivity, and is something that um, a lot of people in all around the world, I don't think is just exclusive from Mexico, it's just everywhere. We are being taught not to identify or not to know even our emotions or sometimes to repress them. So it is extremely important that we do something with them because just by downloading them, writing, journaling, meditating, exercising also, and helps you to release many of these emotions and to just witness them as clouds in the sky, you know, that they are just passing, they are just giving you a message many times, and you have to pay attention to the message. And the fourth pillar is about meditation and consciousness. Uh, for me, that's the pillar that I started to take later in my life. I, I just took that um, meditation journey in terms of the practice of meditation more or less around eight years ago. Before, I think I performed some kind of meditation, but it was more in the active uh, swimming part because when, when you are swimming your mind is meditating. Is yeah. You are focused yeah. on the laps, you are focused on the water, right. you are focused on the experience that is just joyful and that really makes you see life completely different when you are under the water, no? And that was a different so, type of meditation is what you're saying, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for me, I think I I have always meditated in, in the water. It oh. was... It has been um, an amazing experience for me. It it even changes my my face when I get in the water. I start 
smiling as soon as I touch the water because I, I really miss that feeling. So for me, water is, is a very amazing, well, not just molecule, but it's just an amazing way of understanding that we are um, we are one with each other and we are one in terms of the connection that we yeah, can have. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel uh, personally, it's because you're connecting with the nature again, right? And you're doing it yes. right in that experience, which uh, in Bhagavad Gita, we call it like karma yoga, like doing your actions mm -hmm. with complete meditation, which itself <laughs> is like taking you towards that state of mental stability and peace, right? Yes, it is. And together with that um, pillar, it goes, for me, it goes consciousness that is um, being aware of the things that you are feeling, of things that you are saying, of the tears that you are acting and encompassing a, a life experience that makes you reflect about life, reflect about yourself, reflect about the people that is around you reflect about the things that you are going to perform and having more uh, proactive way of envisioning your your future not just staying in in the present time it, of course is is um grounding yourself in the present but also trying to envision your future it's so beautiful that you've laid all those five critical pillars, right? So starting from nutrition, exercise, and this includes, you said, sleep also, then the emotional resilience part, then connecting it to the higher consciousness meditation. Wow, this is yeah. so beautiful, uh, David. Uh, may I know from you, how did you get to this place of transforming towards this journey um, where you learned science, you started practicing science through your job, if I may say, and uh, through other works, like you're teaching a lot of people. How did you connect the spirituality aspect with science? When did that happen in your life? It happened also um, more or less in the in my teenage years. Uh, I started to, to become more spiritual in terms of uh, not... Mm, demanding more of the religious part that sometimes comes with your family and asking more questions and discovering other ways of connecting with yourself. For me, spirituality is more about connecting with myself and connecting, of course, with a higher force, knowing that there is a higher force, whatever people want to, to name it as a god, as uh, the universe, as any other names that, of course, there are. And it's just recognizing that connection that I was mentioning about when I feel the water and with other people and having that, um, that mindset that any action that we are performing is going to have an impact on other people. So we have to be better... Uh, we have to be become more conscious of that aspect, no? That anything we decide to do or not to do, because not doing is also deciding <laughs> or responding, is going to have an impact 
in in the future of someone close to you yeah yeah that is really amazing to know how you connected both the dots together and now you're practicing it with a spiritual mindset if i may say that you are uh, practicing science with spirituality right right exactly yeah, that is the best uh, way in my um, personal experience uh, it's like you're connecting the logic and the part of spirituality together to actually practice it more effectively yes mm-hmm. i i think that right now is something that everyone has to to have the that uh, that pillar of, of being spiritual that pillar of of becoming more aware of the world that we are seeing and not letting ourselves be um these guys by the messages that yeah. um time and time are just very contradictory in many ways right you know? right you're always grounded because you have the spiritual uh foundation with you and then you're practicing your science uh, as a way of conveying the important elements as you said like the five important pillars that are essential to sustain our lives in this planet right that was so beautifully explained david uh, thank you so much for sharing that i would like to get into this topic of sleep and how yes. <laughs> how our sleep and immunity is connected because you shared a lot about your experience and expertise uh, working in a research field uh, where you were into also um uh, working on developing vaccines and also mm-hmm. you know more about the bio uh, medical field of like genetics and all that can you share or shed some light uh, for our listeners to understand how does sleep impact your immunity well sleep is uh it's an activity sometimes people don't see it like that even and many people see them as 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 just a requirement of having to sleep and many times is the one activity that people sacrifices when when wanting to do more in life and sacrificing sleep is uh, telling your body that um he won't have time well uh, it won't have time to repair to repair to replenish many of the substances that are being released many of the hormones that are being also um checked let's say they are checked they are um also sort of oiled <laughs> and they are uh, fine tuned so that your body really works in terms of the signals that is receiving and if your body and if all of the signals that are being uh, inside of you are not being translated in the in the right way the messages are not going to be conveyed as as they are supposed to be conveyed and your body is just going to be, get confused and one of the extremely important activities that sleep does is replenishing your immunity test uh, scanning your whole body for foreign pathogens or for 
any kind of activity that is not being performed well and your body detects what needs to be healed and it, it just during your sleep you are healing you are being healed by by your cells by the chemical substances that are going to be released and by the immune messengers molecules there are a lot of millions of molecules that are released and many of these um, activities that your body performs during that uh, process of scanning is recognizing the different pathogens or the different activities that damage your body and if the message that your body is going to recognize and sense so that it can be repaired is not detected because you are sacrificing that part of your sleep then um, the wound is going to grow and the the gap in the communication between your cells is not going to to be repaired it's like having an argument and not having time to to pause and reflect on what you are arguing with someone and just increasing and increasing and increasing the the level of anger or the level of things that you are saying to your partner or to anyone else and damaging more and more the other person so not sleeping is not allowing your body to communicate and have a peaceful dialogue between cells and between messages. So that is going to create a conflict inside of your communication, and that is going to create a gap in the communication. And then, of course, a consequence of um, not having the right signals. That's why one of the first things that you can notice when you don't sleep is that you are more, you are hungrier in the next day and also you eat uh, poorly usually the next day when you don't sleep well hmm. yeah 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 that was so very detailedly explained um, david thank you so much for sharing the connection where you said like the communication between these cells is kind of impacted and the uh, way you uh, brought in the example of like having an argument with someone and then you're leaving it in that state right and uh, then mm. this is like left untreated or left unhealed and you are not completing the healing process you're continuing the same pattern and damaging your cells you said right that mm -hmm. was very very insightful that you brought in that communication aspect as to how it is essential for your body to heal during that process of sleep right right yeah yes. yeah and and that's how you're saying it's affecting your immunity also because you're not your cells are not getting what it needs and mm -hmm. it is uh, not nourished, if I may say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's it's a, one of the most important cleaning activities, also in terms of uh, your brain, mostly that it gets clean of a lot of substances that uh, are extremely important to really have a good communication between your brain pathways, also and having more uh, time to process things. That's why other effect of not sleeping well is being distracted the next day 
or right. not having uh, the right memory, right. recognition or attention for yeah. things. Yeah, very much. It's connected so much into your body functions, your emotional mm -hmm. state, and then your behavior also. As you said, the next day you might have more hunger or less hunger, all of this which would affect not just your body functions, but your performance or productivity and more, right? Yeah. Yes. You are listening to Amrita Kailas on the Peace Bridge talk show on Voice America. We are going for a short break. Stay tuned and we'll be back in two minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. A peaceful life is something most people only ever dream of, but can never achieve. Using tools from ancient wisdom can help you achieve that peace. Listen to The Peace Bridge Talk Show on the Voice America Influencers Channel to learn what those tools are and how to implement them. The Peace Bridge Talk Show, hosted by Amrita Kailas, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to the Peace Bridge Talk Show with Amrita Kailas. Have a question for Amrita or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show with Amrita. Welcome back everyone to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. Let's resume our show. Yes, it is it is really, really important in terms of, of knowing that, not just thinking that sleep is is trivial, no? Mm, mm. It's something trivial and it's something that, well, I didn't sleep well, I, I can't recover. Yeah. That mindset of I can recover is really not true. Your body doesn't really recover in, if you want to sleep. And I don't know, probably today you sleep six hours and you say, well, I will sleep tomorrow or the next day, eight hours or nine hours. That's not the way to recover. So what we have to do is be very consistent in the time of when we sleep and we when, when we get up, even in weekends, even during the weekend, even during uh, things, that doesn't mean that you can have one day and go out and mm -hmm. do something. That's not the message. The message is just being careful with the um, discipline and the continuity that you have with, with your sleep. Such an important message that you shared here, David, which is like, you cannot restore it. 
by following an inconsistent schedule where you don't sleep one day and then you try to sleep the next day this is not going to restore it as what you're saying right that's such an important part that you mentioned so how uh, would this impact your body say someone lost sleep due to various reasons and mm-hmm. then uh, they are trying to restore it in the next day or the next con- consecutive days do you mean that your body will not be able to um, like uh, connect or communicate as effectively as it would when you are following a consistent sleep schedule yes mm-hmm. that that's that doesn't mean that um as i was mentioning yeah there is a gap and the gap will grow exponentially for one day or two yeah. days yeah that just means that um there will be some part of the communication process that was not performed accurately ah. during the days that you didn't sleep well yeah. yeah but if you return to your schedule and you try to be disciplined yeah. in terms yeah. of the um, the time that you wake up and the time that you go to sleep yeah that can be repaired with time no yeah yeah, yeah. but you're saying if you're following an inconsistent schedule this is going to widen the gap and will yes. not be in a place where you can restore all of this together right right yeah that yeah. that is true that is true if you are consistently breaking your sleep schedule that will be reflected very quickly in your life yeah so important uh, message that you shared here david thank you so much so when you look at the sleep cycle itself as uh, most of us know uh, there mm-hmm. are uh, specific sleep schedules that Crazy. are required for different age groups right so um in terms of uh, people who are going through maybe some kind of physical illness or mental health issues they also struggle from sleep issues right Mm-hmm. are there any special things that they can do to actually bring this balance in their sleep yes one of the first one i i would say that is not obsess with the insomnia mm-hmm. or with trying to sleep or forcing yourself to sleep or let alone uh, start having medications to sleep unless you are really having Uh, extremely bad problems with sleep that can help but i don't recommend to take any kind of pills there are a lot of herbs that can help with that there is exercise that can release the tension of not sleeping there is a practice of probably if people cannot meditate because sometimes when they have this anxiety or insomnia or those ten kind of issues that are more um well they they have a much a higher threshold in terms of the damage that they are doing then what they can do is just trying to to listen to some calming music either from nature or classic music or something closing their eyes and and just focusing on the music focusing on the peace of of being uh, in a lay down position resting and the body will will fall asleep 
by itself, not just uh, thinking or trying to do something. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, again, wonderful tips that you shared, like you can use natural herbs instead of going to pills, right? And then yeah. doing some exercise, listening to peaceful music, right? If you're not able to meditate, that is another way to actually calm down your system so that it is able to go into sleep mode, right? Yes. Journaling yeah. is another one. Yeah. Yeah. And what you shouldn't do is watching screens. <laughs> I mean, trying to sleep with the TV on or and trying to see your phone while you fall asleep, that is not going to help you because that all of those screens are releasing blue light and that blue light is going to be absorbed and it is going to send a message to your body that it is daylight. No, it, it is translated in your body as, as if you were already having to wake up. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, David, because you're a person who actually does meditation and also follows spiritual practices, I would like to know what are the spiritual practices that have helped you to get into a meditative state to be able to um, sleep well? Well, the practice that I do in terms of meditation is uh, most of the days, I, I sometimes I miss one day, but usually I try not to miss it, is uh, having a 15 or 20 minutes in the morning meditation, more or less uh, right when I get, get up uh, in the morning. And then during sometimes depending on the day and depending on the on the activities and how my mind is feeling in terms of uh, feeling tired of, of screens or things like that, I just take a, a meditation during the day at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. I perform another 20-minute 20 20 minute meditation. And in the night, I do another one of 20 or 30 minutes where I usually choose those meditations that allow you to just also fall asleep with the meditation. No? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that that's amazing to know that you don't do it just in the morning, but you do it throughout your day to bring back that balance in your body and then also prepare it towards sleeping well, right? That sounds like a very effective process that you've been following. Thanks for sharing it with us here. So, um, can you also share to with our listeners as to how does meditation help with having good sleep? Well, it is very um, insightful the way meditation helps you because it allows you to witness your thoughts as as clouds, as clouds that are passing, as just messages that your your emotions are trying to give you and your everyday stimuli or interactions are trying to communicate with you and then it's like well i i will make an analogy of i don't know if you go to work and you have a very good day or, or bad day and you return to your home and you have your partner to talk about the day that's something that is going to calm yourself 
because you are just going to communicate what happened, good or bad, and you are going to let it out from your system. So meditation is that activity. It's letting your thoughts out of the system and having a space to for your mind to be more peaceful in yep. the process of sleep. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, completely understand. So you're saying uh, it's actually resetting you back to that place of being centered, right? And mm -hmm. as you said, like releasing the thoughts means like you're letting out uh, yourself to a space where you are again cleansing, as you said earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Healing yourself through meditation and bringing back you to that steady state, which would be really the place where you can sleep, allow your body also to get into that place. And next day you feel much more refreshed. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you have more energy to perform effectively and be productive also, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that uh, connection between meditation and sleep and how it mm. has been helping you in terms of witnessing your thoughts, like after a busy or stressful day, you still have the ability to relax and sustain your body functions, mental functions, everything required to continue performing at the best, right? Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, uh, David, I would love to know, uh, since we are going deeper into this topic, and I would yeah. like to know, um, when have you experienced uh, the most um, performance? Because you are a person who's actively helping a lot of people uh, in the space of like having healthy lifestyle, especially with good sleep. So when have you noticed the peak performance with your uh, good sleep and meditation um, seen outside in your external activities. Can you give us some examples for people to understand um, how you've noticed it in your activities? Yes, of course. Well, one of the, the best ways for me to put it is I have more strength and I have more endurance in terms of the exercise that I perform. Usually when I have a good uh, night of sleep or or if I have a, a discipline of having more nights of sleep, my endurance and my activities are just flowing much better. I feel it in my mood that is much better. I feel it in the creativity that I have. I don't have too much distractions the days that I really follow the uh, good uh, pattern of sleep and, and meditation. And when I break that pattern, is when I start struggling a little bit with the either in the gym or at, at the exercising or in the in my productivity in terms of be, becoming more distracted and or having not just the right mood to to write or to teach or to do any kind of activity that I I am going to perform. So and also if the pattern continues, sometimes I can even feel not becoming ill but becoming weaker in terms of the immunity that i right. that i have yeah 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 thank you for mentioning that it develops that internal strength endurance mm -hmm. you said it develops creativity and 
of course, it would improve your memory power and being able to perform more, right? More than usual, because you have everything in your balance, which is your mind, body and spirit. And then you're getting into whatever space of activity in a much more effective way. Yes, because I think that productivity doesn't mean to work or to have 10, 12, 20 things to do in your days or working 12, 10 hours a day. It means to have five to six hours, but really, really of deep focus in the activities that you are doing, trying to just perform one activity at a time and not multitasking because that's also a concept that is was just marketing. And, and I think that being so centered in yourself, you really feel the reward system, just also replenishing your neurotransmitters, no dopamine and serotonin and all of those uh, neurotransmitter oxytocin, your connections with people are going to be really, really working well. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with what you said. Like it is actually allowing all the chemical activities within your body also to be very much in balance with what you're doing, right? Yeah. I have another question for you, which is like uh, in terms of sleeping too much, that is another challenge that a lot of people face where some people just sleep too much. What are your thoughts on that? Does it help your body or does it have an um, actually repelling effect? It depends. If you are sick, if you are having any kind of uh, chronic illness or just a passenger illness, let's just say, or a momentary illness, it really helps to sleep. I mean, if you sleep uh, nine hours and then you do some activities and you are tired and you sleep again another one hour or two hours and then in the, at night you sleep an, another 10 hours that is just perfect because your body is uh, needing more time to repair anything that is not working well but if you are if you are fine if you are not um, you are healthy sleeping I don't know, 11, 12 hours could be not damaging in terms of uh, having something in, in the communications of yourself or chemicals or things like that, but can make you a little bit lazier that day. No, that exactly. is just a feeling of being uh, drowsy. Yeah, yeah, it's just like eating too much, right? Uh, you're yeah. giving too much, uh, which is not actually required for your body. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yes yeah, mm -hmm. thank you for emphasizing that fact, because in this busy uh, kind of lifestyle that most people follow, it is very easy to kind of... Uh, put down your sleep or uh, no. go to the other extreme where you sleep too much, maybe to escape from the reality of uh, challenges that you have around you. And you're saying that you have to have that balance of sleep mm -hmm. that is essential for you to actually be able to perform and keep your body and mind healthy, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, David, for sharing all these wonderful facts about sleep. Before we disconnect, I would love to know from you, 
three tips that you can share with our listeners so that they can start developing a good sleep hygiene? Yes, of course. Uh, well, the first tip is um, if you are not sleeping well, don't um, obsess with uh, becoming asleep. Don't obsess with uh, I am not sleeping well, I am not sleeping well, repeating yourself in your mind that message. Uh, and as I mentioned, try as much as possible avoiding pills to sleep because that really damages other hormones and other uh, signals in your body. And that is one of the best of advices, not becoming obsessed, just uh, let yourself fall asleep like that. Your body is designed to do that because it's the time that it has to repair. The second tip is become uh, disciplined in terms of having the most of the days sleeping at the same hour and most of the, the days uh, waking up at the same hour. That is something, the synchronicity of your sleep schedules is very, very important in terms of um, expanding the quality of sleep and enhancing the, the good benefits of sleep in all around your metabolism. And the third uh, tip that I can give is um, recognizing that, that sleep is an activity that your body needs to have a much better immunity. Whenever you feel ill, whenever you feel that probably you, you, you are developing a sore throat, let's just say, that many people can feel that your throat is not feeling well or anything. And more nowadays with these respiratory issues, just uh, enhance more your sleep. Try to sleep a little bit more, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or have a nap in between the day so that you can recover uh, because your body is going to help you to heal everything that you have. Such important tips that you shared, uh, David. Thank you so much again, because the first one that you said is to not think that you're not able to sleep, but allow yeah. yourself to relax, right? Then yeah. the second one you said, like in terms of having this understanding, which is like being able to recognize the connection between these, uh, between the sleep and the immunity and having that cycle or the pattern built where you're sleeping at consistent times, right? Waking up and sleeping at consistent time all these three are like so important tips that you are saying like will bring in that balance where you can have the sleep hygiene right yes yeah yeah mm -hmm. thanks a lot for sharing that as well i would love to ask you a few more questions which are yes, in yes. terms of the sleep hygiene again which is like um recently or i would say like since the time of covid right uh, many people are having this challenge with sleep because especially people who have been affected by covid they have had all these challenges come in with sleep so um, from what you're saying if you're having any kind of sickness which are chronic sickness or anything um, even if you're being impacted by covid you are uh, required to give time for your body to heal. And what you're emphasizing on is to sleep to restore that, correct? Um, 
Yes. Yeah. So how, what would be your advice for people um who have got impacted due to covid and sleep has become a challenge for them well the first tip is is the one that i will use again is not obsessing with the the thought of not being able to sleep because the more you repeat that message in your in your brain the more you are going to believe that and your body is having that message as well, is receiving that message of not sleeping well. COVID really doesn't affect sleep. It's just some message that is being spread, but the, the virus doesn't affect your sleep. On the opposite side, the the more you sleep while you have COVID, right. the easier and the faster you will recover. Yeah. Because yeah. immunity will be enhanced and many of the messages, as I mentioned, and the communication between your yeah. your immunity is going to increase and is going to help you heal right. the virus. If you have some anxiety, right, that is different because that you can handle it with meditation, with music, with yeah. not exercising, of course, because you are having uh, the disease, yeah. but just trying to walk a little bit, just trying to breathe, performing breathing exercises also helps. Yeah. And and trying to relax during mostly during yeah. the time that you are going to sleep. Right. That is amazing that you said, like, if you have uh, this feeling that you're not able to sleep well because you've been hit by COVID, that is actually a belief. There's nothing in terms of the virus itself. It just means that you have to give yourself that time to recover, right? And yes. if you are struggling with anxiety, another important area which can impact your sleep, what you're uh, emphasizing is don't, if you're not able to do exercise, go with meditation or listening to music. Choose alternate mechanisms to bring back your body to this place of sleep, right? Right. Yes. yes. Thanks a lot, uh, David, for sharing so You're much welcome. wonderful insights on sleep. I would love to have you in another episode. I'm so grateful to be able to connect with you today. You're welcome. You're welcome, Amrita. And it was my pleasure to speak about this. I hope you all understood about the importance of sleep in our life. You can reach out to David on his website, www.davidortegab.com or email him at info at davidortegab.com. The quality of our sleep determines the quality of our health and performance. Compromising your sleep will not help solve the problems in your life. Develop sleep routine and habits that promotes your wellness and enables you to utilize the brain and your mind to work in favor of you without turning against you. Prepare your mind and body every day to immerse in your sleep intentionally and notice the energy and clarity it brings to you in the morning. I'm going to borrow a quote from Dalai Lama which says, Sleep is the best meditation. I hope you all found this episode valuable and enjoyable. If you are struggling with sleep issues due to your emotional health and looking for guidance and support, feel free to reach out to me 
by emailing me at samsarga.ca at gmail.com or you can also book a free appointment on my website at www.samsarga.ca. To receive free resources, you can subscribe to my email newsletter at bit.ly slash samsarga. I would also invite you to join my Facebook community, Samsarga-Emotional Support, if you'd like to participate in upcoming events towards becoming an unshakable woman. For any other information, please visit my website at www.samsarga.ca. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me today. I deeply value your time and support. I look forward to sharing yet another powerful episode with all of you to help you discover peace in your life. Join me next Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time for yet another insightful episode. Until then, take care, stay safe and remain peaceful. Sending you all lots of love and light, Amrita. Thanks for tuning in to the Peace Bridge Talk Show. Tune in again next week to continue your journey to leading a peaceful life. Until then, have a peaceful week.